Boys. Hey, boys. What? Mm. Do you know what episode this is? Mm, no. Talk to me. 69. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Welcome and welcome and welcome and welcome. <sighs> welcome, I guess, to the Miles Offside podcast. And welcome. And welcome to another episode of the Miles Offside podcast, where we talk a little bit of football and a whole lot of me, an eight-year-old, beating Oscar, a football podcaster, in the Predictor League. My name is Finley Stimson, also known as Two Points Behind the Other Host, Chuck Bailey, the only man to be on every episode of the Miles Offside podcast. Well, 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 look where we are. Uh, my name is Oscar Puente, also known as Footy from Afar. And with me, as always, are my co-hosts Chuck Bailey and super producer Ian Stimson. Gentlemen, we done made it to 69 episodes. And still, just to back up Finley Stimson, still, as always, Mr. 100%. Yeah, baby. Yep, I've missed one episode, I believe. Well, that's one too many. I've missed loads. Yeah, Stimmers has missed like two or three, I think. Stimmers is part-time, but it helped us. Mr. Dave Mateo stepped in a few times, etc. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So for uh, such a momentous occasion, such as episode 69, nice. We we thought we'd want to, you know, keep things fresh, keep things spicy in our relationship. And so... We're doing a bit of a greatest hits kind of thing, but before we jump in uh, to all the clips that the listeners have suggested and Super Producer Ian has picked out and all that, we thought we'd start off with giving a little bit of a sort of intro to us as sports fans and how the podcast came about for any uh, newer listeners that we have who may not have heard our origin story. Um, (laughs) So Chuck, why don't you kind of tell everybody uh, where we're coming from here? Um, so I was on a tour of a, uh, science lab, um, I was at the back of a tour and then a spider dropped down and, um, bit me on the hand and, um, now I can shoot webs and shit. No, wrong origin story. Wrong. Uh, our origin story. Not yours. Oh, sorry. Um, yeah. Uh, how do I dress up? self-indulgent so it doesn't seem too bad uh, <laughs> it's fine no, it's we, fine <laughs> we all keep very keen fantasy premier league players um some better than others mostly ian's better than us um and we used to listen to a podcast called the gaffer tapes how we got uh, to know each other and interacted on the twitters r.i.p and peace gaffer tapes yeah bring it back bring seems it back. to be on permanent vacation it's a bit sad um but yeah, then for about four years, we talked about doing an offshoot um, as a joke. And then we realized how much we got on because we're all kind of dicks. And as we'll see through this, like <laughs> a lot of weird kind of interconnectivity comes up, uh, be that our kind of love of sport, all things weird and nerdiness. Yeah, we are really strangely kindred spirits. 
What was it the other day that you were texting in the chat that I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Oh, the car thing. We were talking about dream cars and you were like, oh, I really love the car from Gone in 60 Seconds. Its name is Eleanor and it's a great car. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, seriously, that's like literally my dream car. I showed Emily, my wife, that text and she was like, that's unreasonably eerie that you guys have that exact same fictional car as your dream car. <laughs> it's quite something. And I just press record and listen to it happen. <laughs> I think especially listening back to these clips it's it's astounding how much like early on in the season Ian, you were just like I'm not going to say anything I don't want to say anything I don't want to sound stupid and then you know me and Oscar just made such tits of ourselves you were like oh okay I can't do any worse here so it's fine yeah that's right after about five episodes of me being like Ian do you want to chime in and be like no no just go back to Chuck <laughs> just like, have to oh. cut out the parts where it was like Ian do you have an opinion no I don't no. no, not really. No. <laughs> After a while, he was like, oh, I can totally have an opinion. These guys are idiots. Um, but it was really fascinating. When we first started recording, like, Ian, you and I had never even spoken. Episode one was the first time we spoke. Yeah. yeah. I had heard your voice because uh, Emily, when I turned 30, did like a... She got like oh, yeah. everyone that I'm friends with in the oh. world to like send in like a 30 second clip wishing me a happy birthday from all around. It was like a really beautiful like thing that she did. Uh, and she, I guess, reached out to you because she knew we were friends from Gaffer Tapes. Yeah. And so I like, I saw your beautiful face and heard your voice and I was like, holy shit, that's what Ian Stimson sounds like. <laughs> that's what you thought straight away. Get him on the pod. Yeah, exactly. So, but yeah, that's kind of where we're at now. Um, but we did put out a call to action for our listeners and Patreons to sort of submit some clips as far as our greatest hits. Turns out we should have quit after episode 32 because all of our greatest hits are from very early on. <laughs> yeah, not been so good lately. Not been so good lately. No, but that is a useful opportunity for our newer listeners who came in at season two or from our guest appearances on various podcasts to sort of catch up on a lot of the inside jokes and the, the early days of the pod. So, uh, Stimmers, what's the first clip we have here? Why don't you set, paint a picture for the listeners? So the first clip is back... From episode 31, and patron and current predictor lead champion Johnny OG asks a question about whether it's a bit cringy that Americans listen to the national anthem before every sporting event. He's got a question for Oscar. Um, huh? Is it a bit cringe having the national anthem played at the beginning of every sporting event, or is that just normal for you? Uh, can I tell you something? Yeah. I, yes. When we were in London and we watched the Chelsea-Arsenal match... That was the first time I'd ever seen a sporting event outside of the U.S., and I was very surprised to learn that not everyone in the world does the national anthem. Really? Yeah, I never knew that. Yeah, not, not everyone's all about nationalism. Yeah, um. apparently. Uh, we do it at everything, so I never thought it was weird. And then the only other sporting stuff that I had like really watched was the Olympics and the World Cup, and obviously they play the national anthems there. Fair. So I was like, oh, they just do national anthems. I figured if like they don't show the national anthem on TV... Other yeah. than like when it's the finals or the playoffs. But like a regular season baseball match, right? They're not going to tune in and be like, here's the national anthem before the 127th game of the season because there's 165 games every season. Like, yeah. <laughs> so I was, I, I got to Chelsea Arsenal and I was like, oh, we're going to hear God Save the Queen. Cool. I'll be, that'll be fun. And then, nope. Oh, wow. It just never nope. happened. Yeah. So it, it, not weird at all. It, not cringy at all. I mean, I hate our national anthem, but. <laughs> but American sports don't they don't they also sing America the Brave as well? Like there no. always seems to be two songs sometimes. What you're thinking of is specifically only in baseball because in baseball it's so boring they have to break it up. So at, <laughs> at like the seventh, there's something called the seventh inning stretch, 
which is basically like, you've been sitting here for seven innings and this is a really fucking boring sport. So why don't you go buy a beer, go for a walk, whatever. Okay. And that's when they sing uh, Take Me Out to the Ball Game. Have you guys heard that song before? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay. So that's when they sing Take Me Out to the Ball Game. And then after 9-11, they started doing God Bless America, not America the Brave. Okay. But that's only in baseball and only recently. Uh, see, I thought there was something when I saw the basketball, but... One thing I did remember that was quite strange is that obviously when you do sing the national anthem anywhere else, everyone sings. But the American national anthem, just one person sings it. Uh, that's because the American national anthem is like very well known for being impossible to sing for like even the best singers in the world. It's like it's the lyrics are racist and backwards and terrible. And then musically, it's fucking garbage. Like it's an impossible song because it's all over the map. Like you yeah. basically have to be Whitney Houston or Mariah Carey to be able to sing it well. It's the worst national anthem. We really have a terrible national anthem. Musically and lyrically and all of it. What the fuck are ramparts? What are ramparts? Does anyone know? Ramparts are the bit on top of a castle. All right, Mr. England, we have castles all over the place. Now we know. American listeners, that's what ramparts are. It's like that bit. The The craggly bit at the the top. Looking over towers and shit. I don't know. Yeah, the English national anthem is boring. Like, I, I'm alright with the Queen. Like, the Queen's cool and everything, but I think you'd have a bit of a happier happier song. Well, and it is kind of weird. Like, every other national anthem is like, our country is great. We love our country. And you guys are like, this one person, we really love her. Yeah, and we'll change that the second she dies. Right, so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I can't think of any other national anthems that are specifically just for the leader. I mean, um, I'm sure, like, there are some, like, probably North Korea or something. Well, there's but... there's all kinds of national anthems where they've had to amend them because of, like, how bad they are. Um, like, La Marseillaise, for the French national anthem, they had to take out the bit where it's about, like, beheading the king and revolution, etc., etc., and <laughs> yeah, yeah. killing people and that. Um, Germany took out the... they. You know, most people think it's Deutschland, Deutschland, über alles, but they, they don't sing that anymore because of, obviously, the... It being synonymous with World War Two, so they make amendments here or there. The Spanish one's the weirdest Why, did, one because there did are no words. Something happened in World War Two with them, or uh, there's a couple bits, a few bits here or there. Uh, let's uh, let's move on before <laughs> this gets dicey. Oh dear! As soon as I said that, I was like, "Uh oh, bad joke, bad joke." Take it back. Uh, so, um, and he also says, uh, "Who has the best national anthem?" So we've already said that ours are poor. Both. Yeah, neither the US or England. Um, Chuck, why don't you go first? I do kind of like the French one. The yeah. French one is up there. Love the yeah. French one. Either that or if you're going for just sheer ridiculous, like, oh my God, when will it ever end? It, the Brazilian national anthem. Is it goes just... for so long. And that's still shortened. That's still shortened. <laughs> like... This goes on. It's got like a 45-second intro. Like, the English have done their national anthem four yeah, times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm definitely with you. Musically, the French one is just like, it's so jaunty. It's good. I really love the French national anthem. Um, and then, like, do you, uh, do you guys remember the website Cracked? Have you guys ever spent time on Cracked.com? No, what was that? It's American, so I don't know if it's popular over there. But they just post, like, it's almost like the better, smarter version of BuzzFeed. So they'll post, like seven things that psychology that your brain tricks you into thinking are true because of psychology or like and um one of the articles i read a few years ago was seven national anthems that'll make you tremble in fear right and so they just like go through the lyrics and the history of the countries and blah blah, blah. so it's like comedy but also like intelligent and um 
when I saw this question on the rundown, I immediately thought of it. So I went back to that article because I was like, there's something really good there. And it is the Algerian national anthem. I don't know if you guys are aware of it at all. No. But I'll just read. uh, Musically, it's whatever. It's fine. But I'll read the first, um, I don't know. Paragraph? What do you call it? Is it is it in Arabic or is it, it is? But French? I have the English translation in front of me. Okay, good. I believe it would be a stanza or a verse. Yes, stanza or ver- verse. That's the word I was thinking of. Verse. <laughs> Paragraph. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we swear by the lightning that destroys, by the streams of generous blood being shed, by the bright flags that wave, flying yeah. proudly on the high mountains. That we are in revolt, and whether we live or die, we are determined that Algeria should live. So be our witness, be our witness, be our witness. Fuck yeah, let's play some football. (laughs) Badass. We swear by the lightning that destroys and the streams of generous blood. Like, that's really fucking cool. Yeah, fuck about. But I suppose all of them, like, that's, that's probably... That's probably not a bit they they sing now, maybe. I don't know. I think it is. It's like the beginning. It's the intro to it. Later on, they're like, France sucks, fuck France. I don't know if that's still in there. The Italian national anthem was weirdly anti-Austria and, like, talks shit about Poland a few times, too. <laughs> I don't know if you guys <laughs> that know that. Or you, you ever sort of looked I mean, up the lyrics I, to I it. I wasn't privy to that information before, but it uh, makes, makes a bit of sense. I mean, like, European relations. Not I'm not calling it Italians racists. <laughs> <laughs> Tread lightly here. Uh, so are we yeah. kind of going with France, I guess? Yeah, I think so. The Nigerian one deserves a, a mention. It starts a bit like uh, 2001's Space Odyssey, just sort of like weird sounds and drums, and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Haven't heard that, so there's your teaser tweet for the week. Might have to sing. I'll, I'll, I'll bubble all of these theme tunes. Theme tunes? I've just called <laughs> <laughs> Theme tune to France. What is that? Like when you when you fly into Nigeria, all of a sudden, like they should open the doors, like dong, so good. Nigeria, 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 Nigeria. I don't know if you've heard the Nigerian theme tune. Jesus, what Yeah, they changed it after season seven. I'm just picturing, yeah, like a a map of Nigeria walking around, like poking its head, be like, "Hey, neighbor, can I borrow some water?" <laughs> a bad sitcom. So there we go. That's our favourite theme tunes. Um, Dave Matteo. Dave Matteo comes in. Uh, would you watch a football all-star skills contest like they do in the NFL or NHL? Yes. Fuck yes. So what? What is? What is this thing? What are we looking at? Well, I I find it quite weird because I I was watching because at the minute the NFL the Pro Bowl's been on. Right, so the Pro Bowl, which is obviously the division between like the the two conferences. Why? Why is the English guy explaining this? I was no idea. I don't know. You took it, so I'm just letting you go. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'd I'm love sorry. to hear this. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> so they have the AFC and the NFC division or conference, whichever level. I don't know what they're bloody called. Uh, and then they pick the best players, and then they obviously play each other in one game. But before that, you have like weeks of different challenges and like mini camps, which are usually in like Hawaii or somewhere ridiculous. And so all the players fly out and then they'll do like ridiculous challenges. Like the kickers will have to kick over a house and then over the hoop and stuff like that. And it's just all taking the skills they use in the sport, but in kind of more ridiculous situations to be entertaining. But what I find really weird about this is that it happens before the Super Bowl. So like people could be there like dicking around and just like fuck themselves up and then not playing the Super Bowl. 
So this is current professional players doing this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although, Chuck, I'm pretty sure usually guys who are going to be in the Super Bowl, because the Pro Bowl is the week before the Super Bowl. So I'm pretty sure guys who are in the Super Bowl don't really go. And if they do go, it's just a hangout. They don't, like, really exert themselves. In baseball and in basketball, it happens at the halfway point of the season. So the All-Star – it's these things always happen around All-Star weekend. Um, every sport in the U.S. has an All-Star game, and they make, like, a whole fest- festive weekend out of it, which I do wish they had that in the Premier League. That would be so fun to just watch, like, all the best players just, like, play with each other in just, like, some, you know, some game just for, like, fun, not for pride. So, like, no one goes mm. crazy at it. Guys are hitting half-court shots in basketball, all that sort of stuff. So, like, notably, you guys probably have heard of the Home Run Derby, right? I feel like that's pretty well known. Nope. Yeah. In baseball? No, really? Oh, I thought it was. Wow. Um, basically, they take, like, the guys who are the 10 best hitters, and they just throw easy pitches at them, like, slow and down the middle, and they just hit as many home runs as they can over and over and over again. So these guys are just hitting, like, bombshells out of the park, out of the stadium. It's super fun to watch. In basketball, they do the slam dunk contest. Yeah. And the three-point shooting contest. So, like, the dunk contest, Jordan has had some of his most iconic moments there. Where basically they just, like, they're like, here's a ball. Do the coolest dunk you can think of and we'll pick the winner. <laughs> like, yeah. They they often jump over cars and stuff like that. Or there'll be someone, like, yeah. they won't have the ball. There'll be someone, like, poking their head out of the sunroof, holding the ball up. And they jump over from the boot of the car across the sunroof, <laughs> pick the ball up and slam. Like, yeah. Sick. No, but how fun would it be to watch, like, I don't know, Kevin De Bruyne taking free kicks from the edge of the opposite penalty ki- penalties area? You know what I mean? Like, trying to see who can score from the farthest away. It's kind of, you know, like, when you play FIFA, like, the mini-games you get in between, like, the game starting yes, or whatever. that's like, perfect. That that's kind exactly of what it's like. Like, having the ball, like, the bins that move around and trying to, like, lob the ball in. Like, why why not do that? Why why does it have to be, like... That'd be super fun. Irrelevant footballers, like, F2 freestylers that just do these videos. You know, what would be good is at the halfway fucking point of the season, when everybody's dying in December, make that your thing around Boxing Day. Turn that week into like the All Star Weekend, All Star Week festivities. So you have people, you know, something to watch on TV. You have them do like the goal from the farthest away. Who can kick the most balls into a bin in thirty seconds? <laughs> a dribbling track where they like go around these cones as fast as you can. You know, whatever other stuff that they could come up with, and then have an All Star game at the end of the week, where like it's voted on by the fans, like it is in the American sports. And you're like, okay, now I get to see Aguero playing with Hazard. Or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Like, Hazard and Salah on the wings So with... Based yeah. on what you and Dave are saying here, this is a thing in football, hockey, baseball, basketball. MLS like, has it too. Right, okay. So, is there, like, a proper sense of fun missing from the Premier League? like English football. Well, yeah. I, I was going to say, like, <laughs> yeah. this is all predicated on it being a happy country. Yeah, this um, is the thing. That's, the minute, that sounds great, but, like... I just we we've got fans that don't want cameras at our games. Never mind them <laughs> bloody yeah, running around, going around cones and kicking balls in buckets. The outrage if anyone was injured in that game, fuck. But like kids would love that. Yeah, I do you feel like there's no there's no sort of sense of fun really allowed in English football. No, it's... I wasn't going to say it, but you guys are a country full of miserable bastards. So yeah, yeah, correct. <laughs> Uh, just kidding. I love you guys. <laughs> we also make up two thirds of this podcast, mate. So watch your fucking mouth. <laughs> Chuck, carefully, if Oscar goes, so does two thirds of our listenership. <laughs> no, it's all right. We've still got Norway. Huge in Norway. 
Shout out to our Norwegian listener. Now we know who it is. It'll be the east of England, South London, and some of Norway. <laughs> yeah, probably not even South London. Huge in Barbados, mate. Huge in Barbados. Holding our place in the chart in Barbados. Don't you worry about that. Oh, wait. Where are we sitting in the charts? 69. 69? <laughs> yeah. How have you only just told me that we're 69 in somewhere? We're 69 yeah. in Barbados, yo. Yeah. Did we ever yeah. blip back on the Norwegian radar? Or... Nope. Nope. One okay. blaze one of glory time. moment. And then just smashed out. Yeah. What yeah we I'm get? wondering if your impressions had something to do with that. Or not your impressions, <laughs> but your attempts at Norwegian. Your translations, yeah. I think you're on fake websites. <laughs> fake news. I am... Um, yeah, I think I think what we need to do for Norway is, uh, and I've been advised by this on on Twitter, is uh, we just need to do another FPL episode. I think Scandinavians are crazy for the fantasy football. Uh, okay, um, by Pogba. Oh, good. Well done. Yeah, that's good advice. Yeah, yeah, yep. Cool. That's Norway sorted. Um, sorted. What's their theme tune? <laughs> <laughs> um. Theme Couldn't tell you. We'll play it. I'll bubble it under. I don't know. Roll Dolls from Norway, isn't he? Um, oh, I do. Something. That, what's the Matilda theme tune? Umbawe. Umbawe. No. Are you having a breakdown? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what maybe. What's happening over there? <laughs> Ian, I was just going to let him Matilda go for a while. Theme tune. What's that got to do with anything? Because Roald Dahl wrote Matilda and he's from Norway. Denmark. Uh, but Denmark. you didn't seem sure of any of this. <laughs> yeah, zero yeah, percent. I know. I just kind of... I'm trying to go along. with it, but when the person saying it isn't even 100% yeah. committed, I'm like, can we really... <laughs> Yeah, you can still follow me a bit, mate. It's okay. fine. Next, uh, next, next question. <laughs> oh, such a lovely clip. I did heartily enjoy listening back to that. We definitely just listened to the entire thing while we were uh, recording, sat silently. Definitely. Yes, I really did enjoy. Insert timestamp here. Uh, when uh, this person said uh, that thing cool okay that's gonna be great this isn't it <laughs> yeah seamless yeah that one was i think especially like oscar you put me onto this when we were kind of re-listening to the clips and stuff and trying to find stuff of listening to the podcast on double speed um and and this one in particular was especially hilarious especially once ian puts in the uh the beds uh, norwegian for... national anthems norwegian <laughs> double and... speed uh, I believe you mean the Norwegian theme tune, if I'm the not mistaken. Yeah, sorry, the theme tune, of course. Oh, man. So that's a good one. Episode 31 is going to pop up a lot, actually, for, you know, if you are a completely new listener, I guess maybe go back and listen to that one, because that's a very, <laughs> very popular episode, apparently. Um, but to take it to our next clip, that one's kind of centered around me and my nerdiness, which is a running theme throughout the history <laughs> of our show, because I am... Uh, unreasonably nerdy, I think most people would say. I would say charmingly nerdy, but fuck you guys. Mm. Re- reacting to insults that didn't even happen there. <laughs> oh, we've been potting long enough. I can preemptively react to the insults you guys are about to throw out. Don't worry. Okay. Yeah, the tone has been set uh, yep. over the previous 68 episodes. 
And I think everyone knows how much of a spreadsheet wanker uh, Oscar is. <laughs> oh, but yeah. when when you combine something he loves so much, um, <laughs> spreadsheets, creating them specifically, uh, with his other love, Marvel, you, you get a kind of interesting crossbreed. Yeah, and this was, uh, this was from an episode that we did right after Stan Lee had died. It was an international break. Um, so we kind of did it in honor of him and in his memory. Uh, which was like a year ago last week, actually. I, we never really mentioned it on here, but that was like the one-year anniversary of his passing did just pass. Um, and that was our also the first time we had a guest ever. A certain Australian, Dave Matteo, came on the pod. He's a huge nerd too, so it was nice to have someone else to sort of geek off of with uh, talking about the comic books and the characters and all that. Ian, you were like in the middle of first watching the uh, the Marvel movies. I don't know what I was up to. I hadn't watched Black Panther yet. I hadn't watched Infinity War. Yeah. Um, you guys managed to keep me relatively spoiler free, which was really good. But uh, yeah, I was I was very very nascent in my uh, viewing of the Marvel films. Yep, and so it kind of naturally led to a conversation of like, what's the best one? And I uh, I went off with introducing my spreadsheet. So have a listen at that. Well, I'm looking at my spreadsheet right now. Uh, and I have... Uh, oh, right. Hang on, hang on. Because this to... hasn't come out yeah, yet. Yeah, exactly. Fuck's sake. Oh, I'm going to have to tweet this out. Well, you need to talk about what it is first, Oscar. All right. Okay, okay. <sighs> Expected Marvel. Yeah, basically. Just putting numbers on everything so I can understand my own opinions better. Uh, what well, we sat down... We sat down one night and we were like... It was me and, and Emily, my wife, and we were like, what's the best Marvel movie? And it turned to this like this huge heated debate and it was like, well, what are you? how are you judging this? Are you judging us on like how entertaining it was? Are you judging it on like how much emotion it made you have? Blah, 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 blah. And I was like, no, we need to be systematic about this so that we can actually have like a concrete answer. So what we did is we gave, let me see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven categories that we decided are important seven. to the success of a Marvel movie. <laughs> it's nice not to be the nerdiest person in a room for once. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I like that he opened this by going like, you're a nerd. It's like, oh, what did you do one night? I sat down with my fiance and we did a spreadsheet of... Yep. yep. God, please tell me it wasn't a Saturday night. Uh, Might have been. Probably. Oh. And she filed for divorce the very next day. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I've said it before and I'll say it again. Thank God you found each other. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we are a pretty perfect match. Well, so here are the seven categories. Is action... Emotional, uh, CGI, villain, wow factor, entertainment, and visuals. Wow factor being like, was there a moment where you were like... And fappability. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, um, what's a good example of wow factor? When uh, in Civil War he catches the motorcycle or he's like yeah. flexing his bicep and holding the helicopter down and you're like, whoa, that's really cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like how many good. wow moments does it have? So we give it a score from zero to 100 in all of those categories. <laughs> For each movie, <laughs> Zero to and, then, yeah. <laughs> and then you do a weighted average of all of them, and you got your final score. Uh, and Iron Man 3 comes in at a 32.17 on my scale, so not Ooh. very good, Dave. Um, so did, would that put it above or below you in the Predictor League? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, it's not in last place. It's not in last place, so... It's not. It's not in last place. No. What's below? What's below Iron Man three at thirty two point one seven? Thor: The Dark World scored a thirty one point two. Oh. And The Incredible Hulk got a twenty four. Yeah. Iron Man two is above Iron Man three for you. Yeah. Oh yeah. Love Iron Man two. I I want my name taken off this podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, I ride for Iron Man 2. The way you ride for Iron Man 3, and that's an unpopular take, I ride for Iron Man 2. Iron Man 2 is essentially Iron Man 1 over again, except that War Machine is in it, and it has a better villain. Yeah, and he has electric whips. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm into that. Mm. <laughs> Gotta pay extra for that, baby. <laughs> Kinky. Uh, my top, though, is Civil War. Um, that's for now. I haven't updated the spreadsheet to include Infinity War yet, because I need more time to process what the hell just happened to me. Um, I suspect Infinity War is going to top it, but I'm giving it a few months before I put that into the sheet. But yeah, I have Civil War at a 98.4, so very nearly perfect. And what's below, what's top three then? Top three. Uh, Civil War has a 98, Guardians, the first one, has a 95, and Black Panther and Ragnarok both have a 94. Um, and then Adam P finishes, he's got two rounds of this, two rounds of Fuck, Marry, Kill. So the first... (laughs) Come on, Chuck, you love this. (laughs) No, I don't. Well, you should. I'm a father now, guys. (laughs) Yeah, so this is the only action you might see for a while. Just get on with the question. (laughs) Okay, Chuck, who would you fuck, marry, kill? Hulk, Groot, or Korg? Is Hulk in, like, hulked out, or like... Yeah, 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 hulked out, not Bruce Banner. Full zucchini mode. Uh... (laughs) Yeah, that's a no... (laughs) <laughs> so no to what you're not gonna I'm, I'm not fucking hulk you're not fucking him no okay well did you get fucked by which way round does it work i mean it's fuck not get fucked yeah you're doing the fucking i'll tell you who you don't want well, to can't fuck be group because splinters yeah splinters, exactly yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you don't want to you don't want to stick your dick in a rock i mean well, you know uh, that's don't, true. don't knock it till you try it but then you just get radiation poisoning and you'd have to get your dick cut off <laughs> or you'd have a hulk dick Oh, well, hang on a minute then. Catching Hulk VD, now I got a Hulk dick. Let's go! Clearly fucking Hulk. Okay, that's that's (laughs) fucking I was going to say, this has pretty much sorted itself out, I think. So, I reckon you marry Korg, I just want him in my life. Yeah, he's so funny. I mean, we're fucking Hulk. Um, So, we're killing Groot. We're killing Groot. It's sorted itself out. You can't deal with I am Groot all the time. It's very me, me, me. Very selfish. And imagine fucking, aside from the splinters too, it's just like, I am Groot, I am Groot, I am Groot! (laughs) Oh my god. I mean, that's going to be my ringtone now. (laughs) (laughs) I am Groot. (laughs) I am Groot, I am Groot, I am Groot! (laughs) Bit, uh, Bit weird listening to that one as I am sitting right here in front of... Five different Groot Funko Pops. <laughs> we have a massive Funko Pop collection uh, in our apartment, and five of them, and the ones that are immediately closest to my line of sight where I'm sitting, are Groot, and I feel like they're judging me. Disgusting. Disgusting behavior. Yeah. Are they judging you because you did fuck them, or because you wouldn't? <laughs> no, or... I, I, I believe I said I wouldn't because of the splinters. Yeah, yeah. Let's, not, uh, yeah, let's not go into that. I think anything where you hear the words weighted average... Uh, in relation to films that you should be just fucking enjoying. <laughs> you know, worrying about the stats of it. Weighted average. What is Jesus. this enjoying of which you speak? I don't understand. <laughs> just pure enjoyment. Obviously then, off the back of that, it, it comes up again, the old uh, superhero topic. And Dave Matteo actually got in touch again uh, a few weeks later uh, to ask us this question relating to superpowers. If you could have, uh, this is Dave again, sorry. If you could have one superpower just to use in your everyday life, what would you choose? Teleportation. It's the only answer. Ah, uh, the ability to choke a bitch. 
And I don't mean that bitches in women. Just when someone, you know, when someone's just in your face, just the ability to like freeze time for a second, just smack the shit out of them, and then t- it's kind of time. Yeah, stopping time, I guess. Nah, man, it's got to be teleportation. Yeah, got to be. It's magic, right? So I'll say I take my clothes with me. It doesn't have to be a whole thing. Let's not get into the logistics of it. But like, you think about how much money you would save on travel. Like, I could just teleport to Rome, and now I get to have a vacation in Rome, but I didn't have to pay for flights. Which are always yeah. the most expensive thing. Yeah, but what if you got like stuck in a wall? Just don't. Then you teleport out of the wall. But like, then where? Where's your butt? It doesn't. No, it doesn't work like that. No, it's fine. It's fine. It's magic. It's a fucking magic power. When I teleport, I don't accidentally get stuck in walls. There. Is it like a night? <laughs> Is it like a night cooler thing where you have to be able to see it to be accurate? Or uh, no, fuck it. I can look at a picture of it and I can go there. How about that? Dude, I would go. I would have like Chelsea season tickets. I could just go hang out with you guys on a random Friday night. Well, not you guys. You have kids. I, I would use your power better. What was that? We're we're not fun people. Yeah, you know, people without kids who like still have you know lives and money and shit, all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Chuck, yeah, I'm with him, mate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're two to one here, Chuck. <laughs> no, I mean, like legit, and obviously, like day to day too. Like you can just teleport to work and teleport home you don't have to ever sit in traffic again yeah i i thought there might be a bit more play in this question but you have pretty much nailed that answer i think because no there's... i still want to be able to pause time and just smack someone but in the that's face. All, uh, well, <laughs> so yeah but fun. you could do a teleport punch and then teleport away and they'd have no idea what even happened yeah it could be like one punch man one punch. Oh, that's a good show I really used to I used to say that if I was uh, king of the world, I would institute a rule where you have like a, you know, the logistics would get a little tough, but let's say you have a card and on the card you get, you know, you, you can like basically swipe it or debit it and three times a day you are allowed to punch someone in the face. <laughs> Just three times. And they don't carry over. If you don't use all three, you don't get six the next day. But like this was, you know, because I just got used to get like really annoyed at people on the subway. And it'd be uh-huh. like, this motherfucker's standing on the left side. I'm trying to get up the escalator because I'm running late. Like, just give them your card and then you punch them. And they're not allowed to say no. And if they want to use one of their punches to punch you back, fine. If they don't, if they want to save it for some douchebag later who's being a douchebag somewhere else, fine. If I want to punch someone, can I inquire as to whether they've used all their punches that day? No. You just got to take the risk. Mm. See, that's exactly my one, but without getting punched back. Yeah, no, but this is, like, legal. So I took your idea. It. Yeah, this... Time is frozen. No one would know I did it. But, I just get to Oscar's smack them in the face. Oscar's isn't a superpower. It's just if he was in charge. Right. I would oh, just make okay. that a rule. Fair enough. Yeah. I can eat it. Because I feel like that would curb so much douchebag behavior. Like, oh, I'm an asshole, and every day I stand in the way on the escalator, and every day I get punched by 17 people. Maybe I'll stop standing <laughs> on the left side of the escalator. Maybe. Because it's not just going to be me that punches them. I'm like, you're an asshole. And then there's going to be ten other people behind me who are like, yep, asshole, <laughs> using my punch. This guy fucking deserves it. Just getting a beat. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. just gets shit kicked out of him on the way to work. But you know what? He's not standing on the left side of the escalator ever again. I'm not 100% against your idea. However, I think it's a very slippery slope from there before you start instigating the purge. I mean, that does, it does feel like the start of the purge. It feels quite purgy. <laughs> it's, it's a bit purgy, guys. Yeah, you know, I'm not against that. It's not a bad idea. 
So, uh, Ian, are you still on board with teleportation, or have you since changed your mind in the many, many weeks since that clip? I, I, it's hard to argue with teleportation. I'll, I'll stand by what I said then. You can't argue with that. It's just, it's too good. I'd, say, I'd like, I'd like time travel thrown in there. I want to be, I want to be Hiro Nakamura. That's what I want. I've been watching Heroes, guys. Yeah, that's what I want. Well, I guess if you, uh, if you take the. Uh, modern physics view of space-time being one thing, then the ability to travel through space instantaneously could easily be linked to the ability to travel through time, right? Because it's all one thing. I've always said that. (laughs) And and I think that leads me nicely on to the next clip as well, Um, because we've we've had lots of, uh, like we said before, just weird connections that come out and similarities between us, which is weird. And this one's bizarre. And I would use said power to go back in time and maybe just find out where all the socks are. I've got a question that I want to ask, though. Okay. Of, of you, gents, because it's something that's been really bothering me in my life. Right. Um. And it's not about football whatsoever, so it's good for my my speech at the very beginning that I didn't want to talk about football. It, it's just simply where where do socks go? <laughs> <laughs> it feels like where? it's needs it's going to need its own jingle. Chuck's question. <laughs> Sorry, what? Where, where do where do socks go? Because I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I don't know. But you always find you always lose one sock from like every pair of socks that you own. And then you go to get out a pair of socks and you can't find it. And you think, oh, because, you know, sometimes you throw away one sock. But, mm. but you can definitely throw away two if you, see, if you see it's next to it. But you never find the socks. And I had it once that I, I was at my sister's for Christmas. And I got, I got bought a set of five socks. And they were yeah. Star Wars socks. So this will get you interested, Oscar. There we go. There was, there was a C-3PO, an R2-D2, a Yoda, a Stormtrooper, and Darth Vader. Right? And they're all pairs. So five pairs. Ten, ten socks. By the end of leaving my sister's house, after a couple of days, I only had seven socks left. Hmm. Is your sister stealing the socks? <laughs> well, no, because they, they weren't anywhere. So I don't understand where, where the socks... You, you take them off, you put them in a washing basket, you put them in a washing, you put them in a drawer, and then they're gone. I mean, you've seen the South Park Underpants Gnomes episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it's step one, steal underpants. Step two, question, question. mark. Step three, profit. profit. Yeah. <laughs> also known as the movie pass business model. Step one, buy everyone's movie tickets. Step two, question mark shrug. Step three, profits. Yeah. Lo and behold, they're like a billion dollars in debt and going out of business. Yeah, didn't didn't our first meeting for this go sign of a similar way? Like, start a podcast, <laughs> make money someday. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> At the minute, we're still in the making a horrendous loss. Uh, we're just in the question mark bit. Yeah. Yeah. Somehow, I think the question mark phase might last quite a long time. But seriously, yeah. I want to know, does anyone else have this problem? No, I, I mean, there is a real answer to this. Their, um, most dryers are constructed fairly cheaply. And so it's a very, very common thing that if you, like, take it apart, uh, there's underneath, like, there's this empty space because they need it to be able to spin. And socks, socks are particularly small and easy to go through, like, basically the secret doorway. <laughs> And so there's, like, countless <laughs> videos on the internet of people, like, taking apart a dryer and finding, like, 900 socks in this, like, supposed-to-be-empty compartment. It's actually kind of a fire hazard, too. Like, I, I saw a thing about it that was like, well, check your dryers, because this might happen. And it's like, 
that's where all the socks go. Like, the answer is that's where they go. They get eaten by your dryer. So if you take apart your dryer, it's probably in there. Amazing uh. that you'd think to ask the question. Bizarre. Uh, uh, equally amazing that Oscar might actually have an answer. Which yeah. is just, <laughs> I mean, ridiculous. So every time you do a dry and you put, like, five pairs of socks in the dryer, you're... Uh, expected socks uh, about four point nine five. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, okay. it is. It's ridiculous. I don't understand, and that's why. Like, there are two things about socks. One that I now just want to always buy the same sock, just not yeah, well, that's, not a yeah. difference in design, not a difference in color, the yeah. exact same sock. So don't, I don't. I wouldn't give a shit then what my expected yeah. socks were. Um, just open a drawer, all the same, perfect. But also, I would like to never have to wear the same pair of socks more than once. I don't care if that's wasteful or not. That is quite wasteful. <laughs> yeah, but you can like donate them to like people need socks. But like you, you, can, you can buy socks quite <laughs> cheaply these days. But imagine, you know, you know what the feeling's like when you put on a fresh pair of socks. Now imagine that every single day for the rest of time. I cannot believe the words that you're saying right now. I if I called my wife over right now and I was like, Emily. What is the number one item on my trillionaire wish list? We play this game that is like, if you were a trillionaire, bring her what's over. some bring extravagant her over. Thing? Get a guest on. Get her on. All right, all right. Get her up to the microphone, Oscar. Okay. It's exactly what you just said. Okay. Exactly what you okay. just said. Okay, okay. So, okay. Emily, let's yeah. let's test this. This is like Mr. and Mrs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, this will be perfect Come if we play this game. Emily, Emily's going to be a guest on the pod. She's probably not going to be able to hear me for this bit. That's all right. He's going to take his cans off. We'll be fine. Here we go. This is happening. This is happening. Just sit down. They're going to ask you a question. Put the headphones on. This is weird. So what are we going to ask? Hi, Emily. Hi. Talking to the microphone. Welcome. Welcome, Emily. So, Emily, we're we're playing a little bit of Mr. and Mrs. right here because Oscar has made a claim (laughs) after something that I've said that you would 100% corroborate. Okay. So apparently you have a list of things, like a trillionaire's wish list. Yeah. What would be Oscar's number one thing that he would buy... Like a ton of, or like only? A uh, fresh pair of socks every day. Ah! <laughs> you win! Unbelievable! <laughs> Ten points to Hufflepuff! My you nailed God. it! To Hufflepuff? <laughs> oh no, I've opened a box oh, of worms here. Shit, shit, no. Abort. Don't abort, abort, abort. Abort. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. We've got a guest on and I've offended her straight away. (laughs) Thank you for that, Emily. Bye. There you go. Thank you. Bye. That was the best. Thank you. (laughs) Did you just call my wife a Hufflepuff? She's she's so mad at you, Chuck. Did you call my wife a Hufflepuff? And there we go. Chuck, I'm pretty sure that Emily is still mad at you for calling her a Hufflepuff. <laughs> her reaction is so good. Did you just call me a Hufflepuff? She's so furious. Well, this she just needs to calm the hell down and go back to her Hufflepuffy ways. Mm. <laughs> that is not good. But I really, like, it is so fucking weird that we have the socks thing in common. Like, it still blows my mind to this day. It's so weird, and it wasn't even, like, I can't remember if it was said at the time or not, but, like, it was me and my brother-in-law, but the same as well, wanting to wear fresh socks every day. I've never heard of this. Yeah, I've never met anyone else who had this opinion. <laughs> no, and that that was when I kind of knew, I was like, yes, things will be all right. <laughs> That's when I knew. And that did lead to, like, ten weeks in a row of getting questions about socks. We even had the jingle. 
Sock It To Me was like a recurring Daddy, segment on the map. Oh, I love that. It's my favorite yeah. bit. As soon as I as soon as I realized there might be a recurring sock feature, I was like, crack Aretha Franklin out. This is amazing. <laughs> uh, Sam Danby is, is always, always after more sock chat. He's <laughs> thirsty for the sock chat. He's uh, always uh, tweeting us about socks. He, he tweeted us a picture just tonight of Norwegian socks. I don't know if you've seen it. <laughs> yeah, no, I've not seen this. <laughs> yeah, was, uh, yeah, he's tweeted us a picture to our. Uh, he's DM'd us. I think. Uh, yeah, he does it all on DM because that sort of stuff you need to keep separate. Yeah, <laughs> I'm you pretty know. sure there are subreddits for people like that. So <laughs> exactly. you know, just send yeah. them that way. Um, speaking of things that should be kept private this next clip was supposed to be off the record before we had officially started recording no 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 and uh once you hit record buddy yeah yep i had not yet learned my lesson to not hit record until we're in the actual podcast we used to just hit record and then talk for like 10 minutes and uh we were talking about chuck's unborn child uh just played a pomegranate clip speaking of which chucky uh you comparing your unborn child to sizes of fruit, things like that. Is that still happening? Are you at pomegranate yet? Or No, yeah, way plus pomegranate. Pomegranate was on the scale. Oh, I, I figured that would only be for boys. <laughs> Do you get it? Do you, it's a penis shape. A pomegranate? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not. It's round. Yeah. I thought you were going because it's full of seeds, but... No. Yeah. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Picking up a cucumber. <laughs> <laughs> and there's the intro thank you and there we are the perfect advert for obesity in america because no one knows what a fruit or vegetable is that was the winner of um like favorite sentence spoken on the pod right at the end of season one awards or like the best moment you say favorite i say worst i think dumbest <laughs> All of the above, I think. It uh, received 100% of the votes for it, so I think it was dumbest. Uh, well, speaking of embarrassing things, this next clip isn't any better, really, for any of us. Uh, so just give it a listen. And this is also the origin of us regularly saying heavens to Betsy. So uh, I'll go. I'll go for embarrassing story. Um, this one time... I was recording a podcast and I said pomegranate instead. No. Um, <laughs> Can't remember what throwback. episode that was now. <sighs> like two or three. It's early on. Yeah, it's <laughs> early. Right away. That's definitely like our longest running joke. No, real answer. Uh, so I, my parents are from Guatemala. I've only been twice ever to visit. One was a few weeks ago and one was when I was like 14 or 15. We went and we were at the beach and there was this truck, and I was like, oh, it's like a food truck. And they were like, no, 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 you're in a third world country, don't do that. And I was like, no, 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 it's like a food truck, I want some chicken. So I went and I got a bunch of fried chicken for, like, everybody. I was like, we're going to have this bucket, we're going to share it, it's going to be great. Everyone else was like, no, I'm not eating that. And I was like, great, fuckers, more for me, ha, 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 Fast forward to, like, five hours later, we're driving home from the beach, uh, and we're crossing a river... On a bridge, we're like on this narrow bridge, but there was nowhere to pull over. And I'm like, I'm going to throw up. I'm going to throw up right now. We need to pull over. And my dad, who was the one driving, was like, there's nowhere to pull over. You just got to throw up out the window. So I'm like, all right, I guess I'm doing this. So I roll down the window and I stick my head out of the side and I'm just projectile vomiting off the side of this bridge. And as we finish crossing the bridge, I look back and I realize that under the bridge 
because we're in a third world country, was a shanty town. Oh, God. Where, like, the poorest of poor people in an already poor country live oh. in these, like, barely put together huts. And this asshole American just comes in and just rains. <laughs> Vomits the- chicken that he's paid for. Um, and, like, I've never, like, to this day, that is, I think, the thing that I'm the most ashamed of, uh, is that, like, I went to a third world country and I just vomited all over very, very poor people whose lives are already horrible. <laughs> like, so that's God. definitely my shameful, horrible story that I wish I could erase. I don't I don't know whether that's a more scathing indictment of Americans actually going abroad or just the food preparation practices of Guatemala. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't resist some fried chicken. I think it was, that was the dumb part on my part. Like that's like I should have known. I was old enough to know better, but I did it anyway. Uh, and they paid the price. <laughs> they paid the truth. The price. <laughs> well, I I have a similar story, um, <laughs> but out the other end, um, as was required. God, this must be about five five six years ago now. And uh, when I was living in North London and it was it was in the middle of summer and it was quite a nice day. And so I woke up early and I thought, you know what I'm going to do today? I'm going to have a nice day. I'm going to go to the supermarket. I'm going to get like a few bits and pieces. I'm going to go to the park. I'm going to read my book and just enjoy it for a few hours before I have to go to work. Lovely. Quite nice. Yes. Why not? Can't remember what the book was. So clearly it wasn't that good. So I go to the supermarket, get all my bits and pieces and blah, 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 blah go to the park and start sitting there and just start reading my book, getting out pieces of bread and putting like these little like dairy lee slices and ham and just kind of making little sandwiches as I go. <laughs> num, 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 num. High class picnic. Carry on. Yeah, but I, I'm in North London, mate. Fucking come on. <laughs> um, so I'm sitting in the park and so it gets to a couple of hours later and I go, okay, well, time to go. So I pack up all my things and start walking around the corner to the bus stop and get on the bus, which is going to take me from the Seven Sisters area into um, central London. Now, I don't know if anybody else has this, but sometimes when you spend a day out in the sun, sometimes you feel like you might need a poo. I don't know if it's just me. Maybe it is just me. Mm -hmm. So I'm on this bus and sitting on the top deck and I just think, oh, actually, maybe I should have gone to the toilet. Hmm. Oh, well, it's okay. It's only about a half an hour bus ride. (laughs) I can hold that. Of course. Two minutes later, it feels like the gates of hell are going to open and spill forth from my trousers. Now, I'm sitting on this bus, which is going over speed bumps, going around corners. (laughs) It's a boiling hot day. Meanwhile, I'm sitting in the chair... And it's so hard to hold it in. I have my hands on both sides of the chair and have my hips thrust forward. So I'm not no longer <laughs> sitting in the chair, but just kind of straight across the top back of the chair, the edge of the seat down to the floor. Just thinking, oh, God, oh, God, please don't shit yourself on a fucking <laughs> bus in North London at four o'clock in the afternoon. I mean, if you are going to shit yourself, a public bus is the way to go. Yeah, and to be honest, it wouldn't have been the weirdest thing that happened in that area that day. So, still. meanwhile, (laughs) as I know the bus route, I think to myself, fuck, where can I go? Where can I go? Going past all these little shops and uh, kebab places where I'm like, right, they're not going to have a toilet. Then I think to myself, ah, two bus stops time. There's a McDonald's. Great. I can go in there. Result. 
bus stops at both of the other stops and I'm still in this position just going oh my god and it's gurgling it's feels like it's gonna spill forth eventually managed to get off the bus doing doing the need to poo walk down the stairs like <laughs> sucking sucking your ass in like just kind of waddling and I'm sure I made the noise ah going down this high street because it wasn't just get off the bus and go straight in McDonald's it was get off the bus walk for about two three minutes oh along God. a busy main road to then get to this big drive through McDonald's yes it also had a drive through <laughs> did you partake I... of the drive through <laughs> funnily enough no <laughs> did a drive by um <laughs> I managed to make it running, well, a vodka pass for running, all the way to this McDonald's and get in. And as I'm just about to go into the men's toilet, this really old man goes in with his walking stick. And so I'm just kind of stuck behind him like, oh, I, fuck can't, this guy. I can't get past, I can't get past, I can't do it. And he goes into the men's toilet and uses the, the one only cubicle. cubicle. Oh, oh my God. Locks the door and I just think, fuck. Fuck, I look around, see if there's another cubicle hidden somewhere. Maybe there's like a fake wall or something, but there's just two urinals. And I think the way this is going to go, that's, I mean, it will go through that hole, but fuck <laughs> me, it will hit everywhere else. It's not the floor though, is it? Nope. So came out of the men's toilet and saw there was a disabled toilet, but it's one of those ones that's permanently locked and you have to ask at the front desk if you can have the key. Jesus Christ. There was no time for this. We were full on danger close. <laughs> I went straight for the women's toilet, yes. straight through the front door into the cubicle. No sooner had my trousers come off of my ass that it just thundered out of me audibly, hugely. <laughs> we call that battle shits over here. Oh, dude, <laughs> Jesus Christ. This was fucking Hiroshima shits. Like, it was that bad. And I hear, like, a few women talking, like, different cubicles. <laughs> Luckily, yes. there was no one, like, outside a cubicle at the time. Yes. And I'm trying as hard as possible not to make any discerningly manly noise. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Just like, oh, 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 my. Just passing out of me. Heavens and it just Benson. kept going, kept going, kept going. Oh, good gracious. Sorry, I'm in full weeds mode there. Sorry. <laughs> Heavens to so, so I'm sitting there and thank God there was toilet paper in there because fuck me, I've had the opposite happen far too many times. Oh, yeah. Always, oh, always check before you drop, guys. Always check. Um, so <laughs> after this lessons. has gone on for about a good five, ten minutes, it then gets to the point where... There's now women outside, like just in the toilet in general, like washing their hands. Bloody and every women. time one leaves, a new one seems to come in. And I just think, well, I can't, I can't leave now. Like I can't, I can't. <laughs> oh, I've just done this yes, horrendous shit where I've heard people talking. <laughs> I, I can't, I can't do it. So I then sat there for about another fifteen minutes, just kind of checking my watch, going <laughs> no. like. You just walk out. All right, girls. It's definitely weirder that you were just sitting in the women's toilet, like (laughs) listening to them. (laughs) That's so much worse. Yeah. Yeah. But eventually I realized that there was a break in, 
in the room and just thought, fuck it, I need to go. So barreled straight out of the room, didn't wash my hands, went out. And because uh, hygienic, went in the men's toilet to wash my hands because he's a thinker. (laughs) And then thought, well, as I left, I thought, well, don't want to be that guy that just goes into somewhere and shits everywhere. So went and bought myself a McFlurry so I wouldn't be too suspicious and enjoyed a nice ice cream as I I then travelled to work. I think you'd just had a McFlurry. (laughs) 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 Fucking hell. And that is one of the worst situations of my life that if I could go back and change, I would not go to the dodgy little supermarket that I went to in North London. Yeah. I'd and... be so stressed that would take years off my already short life. That that sounds fucking horrendous. Worst day of my life. Well, the other story I chose not to tell is very much along the same lines. And mm-hmm. just, it ends with a tree stump. Let's just, <laughs> I'll leave that mystery let's, here let's for some later for date. Time. Yeah, oh exactly. Stimmers, you have to tell a story about peeing yourself now, because we got vomit and we got poop, so. Yeah, no, I don't, oh, I, okay, yeah, as a kid, um, this is very short, but as a, as a, how old would I have been? I would have been six, and I was a bullshit little shit back then. And, back then. Um, yeah, back then. And mm. uh, I, I probably would have been diagnosed with ADHD, but that wasn't a thing back then, I was just a little shit. So it was the teacher wouldn't let me go to the toilet um, because it had just been break time. So I deliberately pissed myself because <laughs> I was just like, like, I'm not having that. Even at six, I mean, that's just a ridiculous thing to think. I'm not having that. So I'm going to sabotage myself for the rest of the day and piss myself. Is that some sort of revenge? I don't, yeah, I don't understand. what. Uh, another one was... Uh, when I was about four or five, uh, we were having a uh, a picnic, and uh, it was somewhere in the Pennines. Lovely, and um, my mum. I said I needed a toilet. My mum said, "Oh, just go in that bush over there." I went over, got my knob out, started to have a wee, and then somehow like tripped or something and fell into this like bush with my knob out, and it was stinging nettles. Like she hadn't, oh, like oh. she hadn't seen what it was. I'll just go over there and have a wee. It's fine. No one's around. And I fell like fucking head and knob first into these stinging nails, and were bawling my eyes out immediately. And then some fucking like park ranger or something. I was coming round, and I'm when like, they rubbed the dock leave on your dick. No, but said something about oh well, if you take the. If it's in flour, you can take the flour out, and that's better than a dock leaf, and rub that around. I'm like, even at like that age, I'm like, so I'll do it. <laughs> like, get the <laughs> fuck away from me! <laughs> and it's just, oh yeah, that was awful. As an adult, embarrassing story. <laughs> As an adult, you let him rub the flour on <laughs> yeah. your dick. As an adult, I went back and said, "All right, mate, where's these flowers?" <laughs> but... As as an adult, probably one of the wor- worst ones was. Um... So I used to work at Sky and I would always stay over. Um, so obviously I live in Peterborough, but I work work in London. And I'd stay over on a Friday night all the time in uh, a very low budget. Uh, it was a travel lodge, but I, Oscar won't know what a travel lodge is. But it's a, We have travel lodge. You have travel lodge. It's, I didn't know yeah. it was international. Jesus Christ, I'm sorry about that. Um, but yeah, I'd stay in one of them every Friday night. And I'd always try and eat at work before I went there. So... I grabbed a, a pizza from work, um, d- 
but it, I, the travel lodge was only like down the road. So I saved it, took it to took it to the hotel room, and um, I got into my hotel room. I ate my pizza, and it's a big pizza. I immediately needed a shit, and so I went into the toilet, and even though I was in the hotel room on my own, I still sort of closed the door and. Did I lock it? I don't know. But I closed the door and I go to look in the toilet and it's fucking horrific. Like someone's either, it looks like someone's been sick on top of their shit. It's fucking (laughs) like just, it was just a fucking car crash. And I'm like, great. Okay. This, this room's not been cleaned. So I go. <laughs> yeah, like, that's, that's the I'm going to write a strongly worded I'm... letter to the concierge <laughs> if I can find the fucker. So I go to like, you know, get get out of the bathroom. I touch the sort of handle and it comes off in my hand, and like I cannot get out of the room because I've got the hand. The handle <laughs> just come off in my hand, so I'm left with someone else's shit, sick, whatever. In this tiny little bath, and I can't. So it takes me about two minutes to sort of jimmy the handle back in, so as I can get out of the room. <laughs> so I get out of the room, and I sort of uh, grab my bag, and I go down to reception, and I say, "Look, my room's obviously not been cleaned. Some, you know, there's something really dodgy in the toilet. And by the way, the the handle of your." toilet came off in my hand while I was there and I sort of put the handle on the desk they seemed to find it quite amusing I brought the handle down with me but it was still in my hand so I just sort of like put it down on the desk there's the handle so oh I'm really sorry some of the rooms have been uh renovated we weren't sure which ones had been cleaned sorry really sorry blah 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 I'm like okay like I'm trying to sort of you know trying to be authoritative and sort of say oh I need a new right okay fine whatever blah 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 we'll get your new room okay fine get get a new room go in Go into the bathroom, sort of like look in the mirror. I've got a, a massive bit of chicken still on my face from the pizza that I'd eaten. And like I've gone down to reception and tried to like really be this is not acceptable, blah blah. And I've got a fucking whole chicken basically on the <laughs> side of my face. And they didn't mention it once or whatever. And I'm like putting the fucking handle down and this is not acceptable. But it was, yeah, I felt like a right twat after that because I was just chicken and pizza sauce smeared over my face that's awesome i was fully expecting the ending of that story to be that you heard giggling from in the shower and someone goes heavens to betsy (laughs) (laughs) and then chuck pops out and is like surprise bitch i shit in your room (laughs) i'm just like oscar why are you pretending to be a lady in my shower (laughs) (laughs) heavens to betsy (laughs) Yeah, so there we go. Um, uh, some lovely memories being brought heartfelt, back there. Heartfelt <laughs> stories there. We struggled to tell some of those. Yeah, my uh, bowels still quiver at the thought of it. He's never ridden the 92 bus again. <laughs> uh, but that that just goes to show that, uh, you know, a lot of uh, what we do is uh, mostly piggybacking off of the effort of you guys. Because um, it's fantastic that all of you get in touch and take us into all kinds of different weird directions. Um, we 
as a consequence of the previous stories, we kind of put out a call to arms on uh, just on Twitter if anyone wanted to get in touch with their embarrassing stories. Um, and uh, one person actually did. Um, we're going to proceed this with, of course, a uh, Dave Matteo question as well uh, to lead us in to the wondrous place of Emu Plain. And uh, we've obviously got one from Dave Stateo, Dave Mateo, whatever. Um, so he said, this week, Football Federation Australia, doesn't sound like a real thing, carry on, uh, talked about having <laughs> songs during stoppages during the match. If you were a player, what song would you have when you got subbed on? Oh, fuck, that is good. I mean, do you think um, they're going to be allowed to choose their theme music as they come on? I mean, that would be amazing. Is this is this just Australia's way of getting more people to watch it? And are they going to go for a football wrestling hybrid where every player <laughs> makes an entrance like the fucking WWE? Yeah, it'll be like the because if Rumble. that's the case, yeah, if that's the case, I'm coming into either Stone Cold's opening yeah. music or I'm going or I'm going full sexy Shawn Michaels. Like nice. that's that's what I'm coming into oh, with yeah. the pyrotechnic and the poses the whole fucking shebang if you smell what the chuck is cooking yes (laughs) anything like that like that would be fucking epic yeah um in american sports they do that in baseball specifically because there's so many like weird stops when players are going to come in so when relief pitchers and specific pitchers when relief pitchers and specifically the closer uh comes in they have the same song every time um, and notably, one of the most notable examples of that was Mariano Rivera on the Yankees, who's the greatest ever relief pitcher of all time, had would come in to enter Sandman. And so they would um, turn down the lights in the stadium, not all the way, but like some of them. Yeah. And then you would just hear the drums of the Metallica song. Dun, 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 and you knew that like he was going to come out and they would play like the full long intro. Jesus Christ. And then he would burst out of the bullpen just like the WWF and like <laughs> run to the pitching mound and the whole stadium would go wild because he's one of the most popular Yankees of all time and one of the best Yankees of all time. That sounds properly dramatic. It sounds properly dramatic until you realise like baseball is like on a par with cricket for how intense <laughs> yeah. it is because yeah. imagine that happening at the cricket and then just someone just steps in the crease and goes like, is it? Is this middle umpire? Yeah. Is this? Am, this am I on right, okay. mid on? Yeah. Am I? Am I on seat? Yeah. Okay. And so it's just kind of a bit of an anticlimax. Yeah. Although unless you're absolutely fucking railed like you like you get at the baseball. Yeah. Well, the closers always come on in like the ninth inning, so everyone is super drunk by the time he comes out. Ian, what's your answer? Uh, the rapper E40. I'm happy to be here. Nice. Okay. <laughs> Getting meta with it. I appreciate that. Yeah. That's it. Uh, mine would definitely be Careless Whisper to George Michael because I love a sexy saxophone. I was going to say, uh, would you dress up as the sexy sax man and come on? Oh, like, yeah, absolutely. Miming it, yeah. Doing your hip thrusts. and I was about to try to do the tune, but with my voice, I think it would just completely go away. I was going to be like... Oh, God. Have you seen the YouTube videos of that guy that just bursts into completely inappropriate? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, what, that's what we're talking the about. Sexy sex 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 the sexy sax man. He's fucking amazing. Called, when yeah. he's yeah, when he's in like he's in like yeah. shopping malls, going through the food court. Um, yeah. He stands on top of a checkout in that a supermarket. Yep. 
He breaks into a lecture hall that's at like a university. One. That's my favourite one. <laughs> he just goes into the top of a lecture hall, just <laughs> apropos of nothing, and smashes yeah. that solo. <laughs> it's so good. Ever since that video came out, I was I had been begging my wife, actually just girlfriend at the time, you got to buy me a saxophone. You got to buy me a saxophone. I want a saxophone for Christmas. I want it for my birthday. Like four years later, she finally gets it for me for Christmas, and I've played it like twice ever. <laughs> She's right. so mad. By the end of the season, I want to hear that solo. Okay. All right. Challenged. Yeah. I want to hear, I want to hear you playing us out. With that song. You can play it right now. Hold on. Let me pull it up on my phone. No. <laughs> no. I want it no. live. You live. And that's the one time where we're going to live stream the Skype record as well. <laughs> yeah. So everyone yeah, can yeah, see yeah. you doing it in your pants. Yeah. And I want you to grow a mustache just like that guy. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to fly over and mic it up properly because there's no other way to do it. So I've got to do that. <laughs> right. I'll tell you what. If holiday. we ever do a live show, I will try unsuccessful oh, to play amazing. that in front of everybody yeah guys no no one's paying to see this yeah uh, well you know chuck, our don't, kill, chuck, don't kill the dream i'll play guitar you sing we're laughing It'll be, it's happening if we launch a patreon <laughs> that'll be the highest level of subscription is that right? oscar oscar will uh, no at some point within a six month period oscar will appear at your place of work <laughs> playing the sexy sax man and won't oh. tell you when you, you'll never know he'll just come in into the middle of the biggest meeting of your life and just bust out <laughs> oh, man. i'm gonna be a high level patreon of my own podcast because <laughs> i desperately <laughs> want that i desperately want that uh any any more questions Ian? no more questions but guys we've got an email Hold the fucking phone. What? We have an electronic mail. An electronic mail? It, yeah, no, I, I checked the P.O. box. There was nothing in that. Uh, okay, but fair I, enough. We've got an electronic mail, and it goes beyond the usual 280 characters that you can have on Twitter, and it's it's a toilet story. Oh, oh lovely. Yes. We didn't even... Did we ask for toilet stories? <laughs> I sort of jokingly put it in the tweet, and then someone... Well, Darren Anthony Hoy came through. He came through. Is it? Would this be the point where you start to get into the email and goes, I'd prefer to remain anonymous for this, lad. <laughs> <laughs> I specifically emailed him back and said, can I use your name? He, even though he signed it, I thought I'd better ask. But uh, <laughs> Now, I'm not going to embellish this at all because he paints a picture with words. I am going to do this verbatim. It's, it's delightfully written. So um, he obviously lives in Australia, so I... I presume he knows dave mateo i mean it's only a little place isn't it so he must that's know how it dave. works isn't it yeah. and they were all in lord of the rings so they all know each other new zealand but fine um yeah, same shit isn't it? <laughs> yeah it's all no, it is all the same and if you believe the flat earthers it doesn't even exist so no it's fine um <laughs> so uh yeah darren i, I feel like I, I might put a bed underneath this bit of music i think tonight. we should i think we should yeah. put a bit of background music I, on. okay i'll put i'll yeah. knock something up and we'll put, we'll put something underneath it walking home from school in emu plains australia brackets 11 years old at the time i felt volcanic percolation if that isn't a word it should be i ran faster than gareth bale to the neopian river to wash off the lactose intolerant from my legs and underpants. <laughs> lactose intolerance as a noun. 
Afterwards, my relief was only short-lived as I climbed the bank of the river and it erupted again. This time, my horror was amplified as the town's cool gang was heading towards me on their bikes. How could I possibly hide the smell and colour of my right leg, which was completely covered in something that resembled Willy Wonka's chocolate river? (laughs) (laughs) Somehow, I pulled it off, I think, only to get home and see my mother run outside with facial expressions resembling someone who'd just left Ryan Fraser on their bench in game week five. Nice little (laughs) FPL reference there. She powered up the hose, full pelt, and blasted me clean in the front yard. Humiliation complete. Wow. There's, there's a lot to unpack there. He, he got given the prison treatment by his own mother. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just blasting <laughs> off the shit with a garden hose in the front garden. <laughs> Stay oh, outside, man. you little fucker. I'll get you in a hose. <laughs> Is that supposed to be an Australian accent? <laughs> What's your go on, give us your attempt. Uh no. Without mentioning <laughs> shrimp on Barbies. There you go. Wow, thank you so thanks for sharing that, Darren. Like, it's that's nice. great. I'm so happy that someone else jumped off the cliff with us with like embarrassing yeah. stories. This is a safe space we are always saying that. So Absolutely. Well it's cause not that many people listen, so it's fine. Yeah. But it was nice to receive something a bit meatier than your usual uh, very short tweet. It was good. Yeah, absolutely. Meteor, let's not use meteor to describe uh, that. Maybe story. not, yeah. 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 Gross. Uh, my favourite part of it is that he was somewhere called Emu Plains. Yeah, I, I glossed over just... that, but yeah. Yeah, gotta love that. Is that next to uh, Ostrich Farms and um, Alpaca Fields? <laughs> yeah. You were really struggling to get there, Oscar, but well done. <laughs> Couldn't think of another flightless bird and just going, uh, Alpaca? I, I was glossing over everything until I got to Willy Wonka's Chocolate River. That that was basically what I was aiming to get to. But thank you, Darren. That was something to behold. I really enjoyed reading that. That was much appreciated. It really is, yeah. Now, do we think that's actually Dave Mateo just using a fake name? Now, that thought <laughs> had crossed my mind. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying. That thought had crossed my mind. Oh, man. So remind me never to go to Emu Plains. <laughs> No, just don't swim in the river. Yeah. Uh, well, that does tie in thematically with the next one, which will have much to do with uh, poop as well, <laughs> as you'll see when you get to the clip, because uh, I am very lactose intolerant, and uh, keep that in mind as you go through this next story. Why did you do this? Nothing makes sense about this story. I forgot your lactose <laughs> Oh, jeez. <laughs> I think I broke Chuck. Is uh, Queen Banger. And um, she heard us discussing her name on the pod last week. And I think that inspired... Oh, well, we said Queen of Sausages. Exactly. Was it Queen of Sausages? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, that's what we said. Yeah, that's what we landed on. Yeah. So she asks, in a sausage-eating competition, who would be the winner? Chuck, Ian, or Oscar? So... I like a sausage. That's oh, we doesn't like a that's sausage. written on a lot of toilet walls. Yep. <laughs> but uh, where, where where do we stand on an on an eating competition, guys? Can I can I substitute hot dogs in some American? Is that okay? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it I counts so. as a sausage. Like, yeah. it's the if, lowest form of sausage. But... If we're gonna allow like Richmond's as sausages over here, like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't. But carry on. 
yeah, um, American hot dog vendors. That 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 counts. I don't know. I could I I could eat a lot of sausage. But <laughs> <laughs> whichever way you dress this is going to be set up, so we may as well just power through, gents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could fit a lot of sausage inside me. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> uh, well, actually, I have been in a hot dog eating competition before. <laughs> Fantastic. Are you kidding? Yeah, I mean, I'm you know. No, 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 no. I'm American, so everyone has to at some point. It's like it is, a you are fulfilling every stereotype there. Yeah, you... absolutely. In South Korea, they have to go in the military. <laughs> Here, we have to do a hot dog eating competition. I was just about to say you didn't win the Asian Games, which meant even though Chelsea won the Asia Trophy, you still had to do your mandatory comp- competitive eating service. Yeah, I mean, I did. I had a phase in college. Um, it's a phase now. <laughs> Hang on. This went from one off to yeah, a phase. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I want to say like 2006 to 2008 or thereabouts. I would periodically enter eating, eating competitions. I, I made my way through a lot of sausages that year. Wow. Um, no, I would. Uh, I I did eat competitively for a little while, like on the side. <laughs> um, on the side. Yeah. I mean, I was a full time student, so you know, it was like a it was a side job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, uh, what was there a training uh, training program? What? <laughs> no, I mean there was like strategies and uh, stuff. Some people that, have like... just got talent, haven't they? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I did take down twelve hot dogs in five minutes once. Twelve in five minutes, um, which is really not that much at all, like compared to people who are serious about competitive eating. But it's a whole lot of hot dogs. Yeah, still, that's yeah, quite a lot with bread. It's a lot of bread. Yeah, yeah, with bread and ketchup. Oh uh, yeah, that's a lot of bread. Um, yeah. But that wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't actually good at hot dogs. I was good at pizza and ice cream. Were my two like uh-huh. sports, I guess. Um, <laughs> I mean, ice cream questions. You know, the the big problem is brain freeze. Yeah, how'd you get over that? Um, well, my that's actually the, my favorite eating story. If we're do, if we're getting into this, it seems we are. And um, yeah, we clearly are. Uh, there was a hot. Uh, not a hot dog, an ice cream eating competition for groups of four. Um, and so me and a bunch of friends entered uh-huh. this competition and I show up to the competition and spoon my lazy hand. idiot college friends. <laughs> he brought his big spoon. <laughs> yeah, I had my big spoon, a big wooden spoon, ready to go. Uh, my fucking asshole friends didn't show up. So I'm there <laughs> by myself in a like cafeteria type room, like a big hall. With a bunch of picnic tables set up with buckets and groups of four people sitting around those buckets. Yeah. And I'm by myself at one of the tables because I was like, I'm not fucking backing down from this competition. You bet your ass I'm competing. Meanwhile, also thinking, oh, I wish I had some friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I came in second place. Long story short. <laughs> fucking hell. How, how many? Uh, I don't know, like... 20 teams? 20? It wasn't like a huge thing. <laughs> 20? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Against teams of four, I came in second place. Wait, hang on. First of all, that is fucking impressive. Second of all, the fact that 20 teams of four is not a big eating competition. All I've ever seen all I've ever seen are those panels of like five or six people. Yeah. That are just oh, but going that's the finals, it. man. You didn't see the preliminary rounds to get into that. Okay. On TV, like the, the Nathan's hot dog on 4th of July. I'm sorry, hang on. Uh, again, on TV? Yeah. Oh, do you guys not know that? Every year on the 4th of July, there's a hot dog eating competition on television. They do it at Coney Island where the hot dog was invented. And there's like these two guys 
Joey Chestnut, who's the American, his name is Joey, Joey Chestnut. Chestnut. <laughs> yeah. And some <laughs> Japanese guy... Kobayashi. Is it Kobayashi? Yes, yeah, 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 Kobayashi. I fucking love that guy. <laughs> uh, they put down like a hundred hot dogs. It's not literally a hundred, but I want to know what the record is actually. So Joey Chestnut, hold on to Google. But anyway, to go back to the ice cream while I Google this. Uh, so they would just come around every 10 minutes and drop a new like quart or pint or whatever of ice cream in the bucket. Yeah. And you would have 10 minutes to try to eat as much of it as you could. And then you just kept, they would just keep coming around, keep coming around, keep coming around. And it was a different flavor every time. I was just going to say, what flavors are we talking? Everything. Chunky chocolate chip and mint and vanilla and cookies and cream. Everything you can imagine. Okay. And my strategy, the way I got second place in this competition, because I was strategic about it, going up Mm -hmm. in a handicap against teams of four, was to just... I think they're the ones that were fucking handicapped by the sound of it. (laughs) Yeah. Jesus. Uh, I would just stir, stir stir with my wooden spoon for like the full nine and a half minutes and then chug the soup of liquid melted ice cream and but by the end it was just like so disgusting because it was every flavor just melted and churned like butter and i was just drinking it and drinking it and i got so sick i had to take like two days off after that (laughs) but i got like a 250 dollar gift card to baskin robbins yeah no (laughs) oh god could you imagine (laughs) jesus christ so, I mean, how is type 2 diabetes working out for you? Really good, really good. <laughs> I got a fake left foot. Yeah. Okay, uh, Joey is Chestnut. It, on the, most... on the, ben- the benefit side, his shoes are all half price. Well, quite. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to hear Joey Chestnut's most horrifying eating records? Because I've never wanted to hear anything more in my life. Has he ever competitively eaten chestnuts? I don't believe so. No, but he has competitive. He does have the world record for deep fried asparagus. What? Because that is a thing. He has the world record in deep fried asparagus. Listen deep to this. He ate 12 pounds and 9 ounces of deep fried asparagus in 10 minutes. His piss must still smell now. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is that? That is 23,000 calories of asparagus in 10 minutes. 10 minutes? Yeah. His hot dog record is 74 hot dogs with buns in 10 minutes. Which is, this article's great. It has, that is equivalent to 30 slices of strawberry cheesecake. (laughs) (laughs) Why do you need that equivalence? I don't know. And and because, of course, a slice is a standardized uh, unit of measurement. (laughs) Slice. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I've never been so surprised at so many bits of a story. It was like, uh, so nobody turned up for this competitive eating competition so i did it on my own of course why wouldn't you why instead of just going home why wouldn't you just yeah take part even though it's against teams of four and then you were like oh no it's only it wasn't a big competition there were just like i don't know 20 teams (laughs) 20 teams of four (laughs) just the whole thing was unbelievable and i played it but i was i was looking through these clips and stuff and was playing it and, and finley was listening and when you were talking you were talking about spending so you had 10 minutes or something on each um, yeah, they just kept each... coming around, dropping more yeah, ice cream exactly. in, the, in the bucket. And you, how you said you were spending nine and a half minutes just whipping it into an ice cream sludge. And even Finley was just like, when he talked about the amount of different flavours, and was just like, oh, I don't I don't think I could do that. <laughs> you're, you're nine years old. You're supposed to mainline ice cream. What the fuck are you talking about? he was just like, no, no, I don't think I could do that. All right, well, so you're doing a good job raising your boy then. 
Daddy, please don't. Please don't, Daddy. Don't make me eat the milkshakes. Uh, yeah, that was that was not a good day. Bad decisions when you're a teenager, you know? A lot of bad decisions. But I did get a gift card out of it, so... Yeah, I think that's pretty great. I'd like to have been around that, Oscar. <laughs> I mean, he's not that far off. I don't know. The fact that it seems like you've mellowed over the years is quite astounding, so... Yeah. Yeah, and you've you've seen what I can take down. We've gone out to eat a few times, both in New York and in London. What I can take down? Why do you see food as like a competitive thing? You've seen what I can take down. Just fucking, just enjoy your food. It doesn't have to be like me versus this fucking meal. Why do well, you have to be like that? Again, what is this enjoy of which you speak? I don't, I don't understand. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Does not compute. Oh. Beep beep boop. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm I'm the sad stats robot. Remember? <laughs> I guess so. Oh man. Well, so that one was a bit of a. Actually, I guess most of the clips have been pretty lighthearted, pretty fun. But from to time to time, we do get a little bit more somber, um, a little bit more serious when when the sort of situation requires and this next clip is one that we got a ton of feedback on um i think probably one of the things that most listeners have responded to in our entire run um and it is you know a serious issue and something that we hold very dear to our hearts i especially as you'll hear in a second hold very dear to my heart um and it was a message that we wanted to get back out there for any newer listeners because it is again something that we really value a lot and you know we will from time to time sort of take it to a more somber place so uh, without further ado, here's a, here's a more sort of serious moment from the history of the pod. All right, well, as we wind down, um, we did want to bring in a slightly more serious topic to close out the episode. Um, Chuck, do you want to kind of bring us into this? Because you're the one that has the most experience with the documentary. Yeah, so so we've, we've received um, quite a few really lovely messages recently from uh, different listeners just kind of thanking us for for helping them out with some hard times or just something to, to listen to while they deal with, you know, life, etc. And um, I know it can be quite tough for, for everyone out there. And there's been a fantastic documentary uh, that came out, I believe it aired after the FA Cup final, um, which is called The Royal Team Talk, uh, which is made by BBC. And it's uh, His Royal Highness, the Duke of Cambridge, um, his he started a mental health initiative uh, to do with football and mostly to do with men. Um, and he's done a documentary uh, which features Peter Crouch, Thierry Henry, Jermaine Genus, uh, Gareth Southgate uh, and Danny Rose. Um, and just being really open and honest about um, issues with mental health. Uh, very, very good and really insightful and interesting to hear these guys speak so candidly about something that I think us as men never really talk about just you know we're always told to put on a put on a face and you know to be in touch with your emotions albeit less so these days but is is not the thing to be for a man um you know so i think it's absolutely fantastic um they say in it as well it's you know suicide is unfortunately still the biggest killer in men in the uk under 45 um and that's quite shocking for me so just to know for obviously their position of being big names and having their influence, but for me personally to know that we're having an impact on on just one or two people's lives somewhere was like really kind of touched me um, and made me feel really appreciative um, for those guys. A hundred percent. I mean, if uh, if this nonsense can cause any distraction at all and cause any entertainment, then that's 
that's amazing. I mean, genuinely amazing. And um, I mean, yeah, the documentary was great. I mean, the 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 people involved were people that you wouldn't necessarily assume would have any sort of mental health issues, like Peter Crouch. I mean, it just comes across as you know, really always having a good time, always funny. It was just that like, all of them were really honest about um, any issues they had. And it was great. And that it, it just normalizes that that conversation of it's it's okay not to be okay. And like you say, Chuck, I mean, yeah, just, just to hear that like this this silly thing that we do might have cheered someone up is just is just unbelievable. I think Ian, you hit the nail on the head perfectly there. It it's not the way it is in movies in real life. Like it, it you will be surprised by what sort of people are going through things, even when they're out and about and, like, powering through and making it through the day. Like, yes, the worst cases of it, you sort of fall away pretty severely and pretty completely. But, like, even within that... um, So, like, so this is an issue that's very near to my heart because I have struggled with depression, clinical depression, for years and years, like, since I was a teenager. On and off. And it gets better, it gets worse. um, And I I don't really talk about it for the reasons that we kind of stated. Like, it's a very taboo thing, and I think it makes other people uncomfortable if they can't particularly relate to it, but I do think that like it's important to talk about. Um, this has never really been the forum because we just kind of try to keep it lighthearted and stuff, which I think is yeah, yeah part of why that connects with our listeners is that like it's nice to have that positivity and just like silliness in your life. Yeah, like escapism, definitely. I, I can definitely relate to but that. This is something that I have like really aggressively struggled with throughout my adult life to the point where like I had a semester in college where. I didn't leave my dorm room for like two weeks. Okay. And I had to drop out of all my classes and just and just double up for the semesters after that to make up the difference. Like I just just dropped all my classes and I just couldn't get the motivation to sort of get out of bed. And it, and it, that's like the worst times of it. But even within that, like you can still get out there and sort of fake your day and fake your way through it. Yeah. Um, like I've had days where I couldn't quite get the energy to get myself in the shower because little things can become very, very difficult in times of that sort of depression taking over. And so I would just throw on like jeans and a hoodie over my pajamas Yeah, because I couldn't bring myself to like have the energy to go through my morning routine, but I knew that I still had to like get outside. And then when I'm out there and like you fake it and you just go through your day, like I would imagine that a lot of people who've known me for a long time would be surprised to learn how much I've struggled with it. And so I just, from a like very heartfelt, personal place, want to say that like, if there are listeners out there who are having time, difficult times and finding it hard to just get out there, just take the little victories. Yeah. Like from a, from a sort of objective perspective, I think that sounds pretty shocking for a lot of people to hear like, wow, you can't even get yourself in the shower. Things must be really bad. But from my perspective, it's like, well, no, but I was still able to like get out and fake it well enough that people didn't quite know that I was wearing my pajamas underneath. Like, and so, you know, we're here with you. We, I think we try to do a good job of interacting with our listeners a lot. Um, and, and we joke around and sort of like with Adam, call him the human punching bag and put him down. And, and we kind of play up the whole, like we're assholes bit, but we do care about all of you. And we are here for all of you. You can always reach out to us. And even if it's just something as simple as like, Hey, thanks. You guys made me laugh. Like we love to hear that. And we're, you're not alone. You're not alone, and it's okay to talk about it, and it's okay to be who you are. And you should never feel ashamed of that, and you should never feel like it makes you weak or anything. Because just 
being here, being out, or just like whatever level of thing that you can get yourself to do when you're in your darkest places is still a thing. And so you should always take the strength, not the darkness. And it can be really hard to like believe that deep down when you're in those moments, but just know you're not alone. We're here. People are here. And I, and I think it's really important for people that you otherwise wouldn't expect like Peter Crouch to say like, Oh yeah, no, me too. Like that's, it's just a part of life for a lot of us. So the documentary was good, and I figured this would be a good time for me to sort of open up a bit more about my own experiences of it. Um, but if any of you are ever out there, you can just message me on Twitter, and I'm happy to just have a conversation with you. Or just make fart jokes. Like, <laughs> you know, sometimes that's all you need is, like, someone to tell a dick joke at you, and then that's it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. As Oscar said, you know, you're welcome to send us an email, Twitter, Facebook. Um, in this age of social media, it can be harder being on there because you know everyone's out external image is a bit of a construct and somewhat of a facade that sometimes you think oh it's only me um it's it's never just you on your own it's you know everyone's dealing with their own shit and it's how other people can help each other is is what makes the world a better place and uh you know the fact that we've brightened a few people's days um is incredible so thank you all yeah, every so often we can uh, manage to take on some uh, some serious stuff as something that affects a lot of us. And uh, as Oscar said, preceding this, we had a, a ton of people get in touch with us, um, which we just want to bring to the fore once again, uh, because it's, you know, it, it, it happens to a lot more people than you would think. And uh, we appreciate the fact that, uh, I mean, I appreciate the fact not only that Oscar could talk so candidly about that kind of stuff, but also that you guys would get in touch and, and kind of just air some things out that, that maybe you wanted to. And, and, it, and it's, you know, it's okay to talk. Uh, and we welcome anyone to do that. Yeah, and it's, uh, you know, like they say, it's okay to not be okay. Exactly. Uh, speaking of, though, not being okay, <laughs> um, it leads us in She's to my favorite. our final clip. It was kind of inevitable, really. Uh, and the fact that it happened after only five episodes... Uh, <laughs> we, we couldn't have scripted it better. Come on, England won a fucking penalty shootout. England, <laughs> England had just won a penalty shootout. And this was about, well, at this point, God knows how long it was after it. Uh, I think we started recording about five minutes after the penalty. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'd, be, I'd been drinking all night, but you, <laughs> you were on another level. I mean, so you had a, uh, you were recording with a bottle of, what we call well, the Lithuanian equivalent of Jägermeister. Well, no, so... <sighs> fuck, yeah. And this was um, back in the days when recording was like three and a half hours long because we had not found anything like a rhythm yet. So no. it's like, like, dude, it's just been pounding drinks for hours. Well, been, of course we've been pounding beers during the football because like, you needed it to get through it. And I think I had a couple of beers through the first half, uh, like the first half of the first half of the pod, and then realised I had no more booze left. So started drinking spirits and drank like half a bottle. Um, and half so a bottle, he, please. 
<laughs> no, it, it was half a bottle. I saw the aftermath. Um, I still haven't touched the ship since. Uh, my kidneys still quiver. Uh, the cat still looks at me in a feared way if I go near it. Um, and yeah, uh, it astounds me. Absolutely astounds me because, like, I sound drunk, of course, but I know how fucking drunk I was and do not remember, like, 80% of what was said. <laughs> yeah, claiming to have invented Twix. <laughs> there is so much. So I, did, I didn't claim I invented uh, it. Save forget, it, save it, save it. it. Yeah, 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 save Just it. roll the clip. I'll do the standard uh, Dave Matteo question that we have to do every week. He's just gone for what's your favourite... <laughs> He's gone for what's your favourite chocolate bar? Oh, now this Ooh. is going to be tough because we don't have the same chocolate bars in America yeah. that you guys do. Exactly, no, yeah. but English English chocolate smashes American chocolate because American chocolate is dog shit and chemical. Uh, I can't say I disagree. I'm not a big chocolate person, to be honest. Um, I much prefer like gummy candies, chewy stuff, fruit flavored. Um, but in when I am going to have a chocolate kit snack, I usually go for a Kit Kat. Do you guys have Kit Kat over there? Do we have Kit Kat? <laughs> you you, you do have Kit Kat? Okay, I don't know. Yeah. Um, Kit Kat or Twix. Actually, you know what? I'm going to go with Twix, but left Twix specifically, because if you are a right Twix person, you can go fuck yourself. I am sorry, but only left Twix is the only one that you're allowed to eat. Okay, so we'll go for Twix. Well, funnily (laughs) enough, my I'll have to check with my sister on this. My great granddad worked for Cadbury at the time that Twix was invented and is the person... That created the Twix. Your family member invented Twix. Apparently, yes. Now, is that (laughs) a true story? Because my dad claims that he invented the yo-yo. So... (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. I totally made that up, Dad. I love you. He didn't make up the yo-yo. It's like an ancient toy. Um, But I don't know if I believe your sister. I've never met her, but I'm just saying... Like, she'd smash your face in but um <laughs> <laughs> what is happening right now England uh... <laughs> hey, what a fucking penalty shootout that's what's going on right now Oscar no okay okay <laughs> <laughs> it is late over there Jesus Christ guys um my favourite chocolate bar is I don't really like chocolate bars actually same as you Oscar like I'd go for uh for more of a gummy candy jelly beans I do like jelly beans. That's not chocolate. Or wine gums. Wine gums are kind of my favourite. It's like pinnacle of sweet. So Dave, your question sucks. We hate chocolate. We yeah. Swedish yeah. fish. First fail for Dave Stateo. <laughs> although, although Dave did tell me pre-tournament that his pick for the whole thing was Kane to win the Golden Boot and France to win. So, oh, bloody hell. yeah. Okay, and uh, we've got another one as well from uh, Johnny OG. If you had to go on a lads' holiday with three of the England squad players, who would you choose? Well, it's got to be Vardy, isn't it? <laughs> oh, I hadn't thought of that, actually. A yeah, number one. A number one is, is Jimmy Vardell. Um, yeah. Because, you know, he brings a case full of Skittle vodka. Yeah, he brings a party. He'll have he'll have a hip flask. He won't oh, fuck. he won't fuck about. Raheem Sterling, 
because fuck what the papers say. He's a lovely guy. Yeah, can you just give him a hug for me and tell him that he's a good person? Yeah, exactly. Like you don't need you don't need all this hatred towards Raz. Like it's it's ridiculous. And ah, uh, number three. Number three. Well, based on the proceedings of this evening, it's got to be Jordan Pickford, isn't it? Well, because he saved go. a penalty for England. In a World Cup penalty shootout, lads! I'm surprised you didn't say Jordan Henderson so you could punch him in the face. <laughs> Fuck him. Nah, come on. Anyone who, anyone who steps up and takes a penalty is fine by me. After, like, bottlers like Paul Ince or whatever. Anyone who takes steps up and takes one, fine fair by enough, me. Fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, true. I got my answer now. Uh, I thought a little bit about it. Go on. I'm going to say... I'm going to take two of them as, like, a pair. So I'm going to take two of my spots, but... You got to take Deli Ali and Eric Dyer together because I don't know if you guys know this, but they're like super duper best friends. Best buds. And they're like adorable as hell on Twitter. They're always like making videos for each other. They just seem like a real good time. Like they just love each other to death. And they're all about like, you know what? Forget like toxic masculinity. I love you, bro. It's all good. So I I feel like I'd be down to hang out with them. And then for my third person, hmm, that's tough. Like, part of me wants to say Ruben left his cheek because I love him and I'm obsessed with him. And maybe he wants to be friends with me if I meet him and I can convince him that I'm a nice guy. I don't know. Um, Romance. I also yep, kind of okay. want to go Raheem Sterling, but you already said it, like to give him a hug and say, you're you're a good person. You know, people hate you for bad reasons. <laughs> um, but I think I'm going to go with Jay Lings, Jesse Lingard. As oh, much boy. as Chuck hates him, I could just take selfies <laughs> with him and send them to Chuck. And be like, we're having a good time. He seems like a chill dude. He likes to dance. You know, he likes a good celebration. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think... I've, I've never seen Chuck so quietly angry. <laughs> Thoughts, Chuck? Yep. Yeah, Chuck's dropped off the line, yeah, it seems. Yeah, yeah, weird. Strange. <laughs> how, how strange. Jesse Lingard's uh, a... I... <laughs> Jesus Christ. James Corden's a... <laughs> Oh dear. There's that Lithuanian <laughs> fucking Jägermeister. <laughs> I might, yeah, I might cut. <laughs> if you're gonna cut that, then we'll start again. <laughs> no, no, it's alright. I, I, I if I you're could, gonna cut it, you like, fucking cowards. <laughs> oh god, <laughs> I knew. I, episode five, when we're getting into this. I don't like James Corden. He's not a nice man. <laughs> I've seen him twice in public. True story. True story, I've seen him twice in public. I've seen him once coming out of a McDonald's. Yeah, obviously. And the other time I've seen him coming out of a KFC. Both good restaurants. Oscar, we need to talk about your definition of restaurants. <laughs> <laughs> when you're sad and having a cry, crying meal in a parking lot, where do you go? KFC. Because Germany are out of the World Cup. <laughs> I was pissed that you guys didn't lose today. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you were. I was I like, you, you fuckers were. need to be as miserable as I am. Oh, if they're going to lose on penalties again, it's going to be great. You can't pick the right team. It's not my fault you can't pick the right team, Oscar. That <laughs> one of yours doesn't make it to the finals and one of yours doesn't make it to the knockouts. I'm sorry, but we did it. <laughs> England won a penalty fucking shootout in the World Cup. And that's all that matters. And ladies and gentlemen, I think that's a good time 
to just fucking end it. So before Chuck wraps up with a definitely not slurred outro, uh, I'd just like to say we are now a five-star <laughs> podcast on iTunes and it'd be lovely if you could rate or review us wherever you get your podcasts. We're on Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play, Spotify, anywhere you get your podcasts. If you could review us five stars, that would be amazing. We'd really appreciate it. And get your questions into us on Facebook and Twitter at Miles Offside Pod. Chuck, would you like to outro us? Actually, you know, I think Chuck might be about to fall off his chair. So I'm going to do the outro here. Um, thank you, everybody, for listening and having a wonderful evening with us. Um, gonna be a- it's coming home. It's coming home. It's coming Football's coming home. It's coming home. It's coming home. It's coming Football's coming home. We won a penalty shootout, ladies and gentlemen. And on that note, good night. Unbelievable, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very, 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 very much for joining us. Uh, my name's Chuck. <laughs> and you can find me on Twitter if you really want to. If not, I'll just be celebrating. It'll be great. Fuck off. Cheers. <laughs>